1: God will not allow us to put him in a box. That God works this way. And every time this and this and this happens, then God will do that. That's just not the reality and the truth. It's not the reality for Israel. It's not the reality for the disciples. It's not the reality for you and I either. Why? Because God refuses to allow us to put him in a box that he has to move and work according to our demand and according to our will. God never changes, beloved, but His ways are past finding out. Though we think that we
0: may have God all figured out, that's just our pride talking. God has provided so much revelation about Himself and His Word and throughout history. But there are many mysteries about God that we won't fully be able to comprehend in this life. Our sin nature simply gets in the way. We know there is a time coming that we will know as we are known. Now here's Pastor David with Part 2 of today's message entitled, A defeated foe.
1: Okay, hey, the sin is there. I'm not lessening the sin. I'm not lessening the importance of sin. The sin is a dividing wall, of fellowship between you and the Lord. And if that sin is still there and if you haven't dealt with it yet, you need to deal with it and you need to deal honestly with it. Recognize it for what it is, but don't listen to the words of the enemy that continually pulls you down. Listen to the words of the Redeemer that desires to lift you up and continue using you and working in and through you. The difference now for Israel is that they're going to go forward at God's command and with God's plan. And, beloved, that's the only way to fly. The only way that you and I should move is when the Lord leads and the Lord directs. Not in our own wisdom, not in our own logic. Listen to what it says in verse 3. Verse 3, Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose a couple of men no, what does it say, 30,000 men, men of valor, sent them away by night and he commanded them saying, behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city, behind the city, do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. So Joshua was doing just what the Lord had told him to do, the Lord told him, lay in ambush for the city behind it. This is different than Jericho. The city is different. The strategy is different. The battle is different. And you know what? Even the rewards are going to be different. This time, they're going to be able to reap the benefits of the battle. It's spoil, the cattle, all of that's going to be for them, for their own benefit. And if only Achan could have waited a day or two longer. Do you realize that? We're not, we're not talking years down the road. We're only talking a couple of days. In a couple of days, Achan... Everything that's in Ai, man, we're going to be able to split that up. We're going to get the spoils of that city. But don't touch anything here. But Achan was in too big of a hurry to get what he wanted for his own desires. And because of that, not only did 36 other warriors die, but then also he and his household were put to death too. The impatience of mankind to have the reward now is so evident in everything that we see, particularly in our culture today. So evident. So evident. And I believe it's evident too in the Christian church for believers that again, rather than waiting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, just again, waiting to see what He wants to do in our lives. Same time, in the defeat of the people of Israel, in that first outgoing there in the city of Ai, we see another spiritual truth. How easy it is for us to be able to see and experience how and what the Lord has done in our past And then, in our desire to experience that very same thing again, we try to manufacture the work of God on our own. Has God done something mighty and powerful in your past sometime? And man, you you want that same thing to happen in your life now. But do you manufacture that? Can you manufacture that? No. Not if it was the work of God then. It is the work of God. Well, God moved in this way last time, so if I can just simply replicate that situation, then He'll move that way again. Doesn't happen that way, does it? No, it doesn't. There was a time in my past where I was going through a certain trial, and God responded in a particular way. This is a similar trial and so that I'm going through right now, so I'm sure God's going to respond in the same way. That, that doesn't work that way, does it? God works in different ways at different times. When we think about it, we find out really quickly that God will not allow us to put him in a box. That God works this way, and every time this and this and this happen, then God will do that. That's just not the reality and the truth. It's not the reality for Israel. It's not the reality for the disciples. It's not the reality for you and I either. Why? Because God refuses to allow us to put him in a box that he has to move and work according to our demand and according to our will. God never changes Beloved, but his ways are past finding out. Romans 11 tells us, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways are past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, and who has become his counselor? His ways are past finding out, so far beyond what you and I believe and can figure out. That's why we have to walk in absolute, total dependence upon him that, okay, if I am take, for instance, say, in your life something happens, something traumatic happens, what do you do? Has God failed? Whoa, did God leave the county and, and I'm stuck out here all on my own? No. God is still God. God is still in control of the situation, of your situation, of our situation. And so I have to trust Him in the midst of that situation. And yeah, there's going to be situations in our life that we're not going to be able to figure out this side of heaven we're not going to have the answers for this side of heaven that's what's called faith faith in believing and entrusting even those things that we can't see that we can't grab hold of and you know we even run into that same danger as a church if we can only do this program if we can only have this kind of event then everything will change so there'll be great spiritual renewal really is it a program is it an event this is going to bring spiritual renewal? Not in the experience that I've seen. And I've been in churches that, man, we planned and we programmed to do this and this. And at the end of that time, uh, did the Spirit of God fall out? No. We just had a whole lot of extra meetings for everybody, and everybody's worn out at the end of the time. It's the Spirit of God that works and moves when our hearts are ready for it. If we could just do things this way again, or the way this group does it, or the way that other church does it, then we'd see the same results. No, you won't. And the unfortunate thing is, in Christianity today, particularly in our culture, they're trying to box up, package up, and market the move of God and how God can and move and work within your church. And trust me, I get, I get emails, I get flyers, I get letters, I get all kinds of stuff through the mail of, hey, hey, here's the latest, greatest thing to, uh, you know, double your size or increase your giving or, you know, make everything wonderful, increase your volunteers or whatever. It's not a plan. It's not a program. I hate plans and programs. I don't know if you've guessed that or not. I hate plans and programs. I think, I believe, I've seen in the Word of God that it's the Spirit of God working in the people of God to do the work of God. That's what changes individuals, the Spirit of God. That's why it's so important to seek out the way and the mind of God, both as individuals and families, as well as as a church body. There may be something he desires to change in your life totally. Maybe the direction he's led you as a family in the past is about to change dramatically. Are are, are you ready for that? Are you as an individual, or are you as a family ready and willing to see God change your life and your direction so dramatically that a year from now you won't even recognize where things are right now? Our God does that, you know. And He will do that. And He's not limited by age or talent or finances. All He's limited, you know, all God is limited by. And I hate even saying God is limited by it. But the only thing that hinders His work is our willingness to be available, our willingness to say, Lord, whatever you want, whatever direction, whatever way, not just a method, but maybe God is going to call us to something different. Not change for change's sake, because again, only because the Lord would be leading in a change. Now, don't be confused. Change happens. The gospel doesn't Change. The message of Christ, the message of redemption, never changes. However, sometimes the way that we make the word known to a lost and dying generation may change. The way or the style that his word is used to equip or to edify the body could change. But the message remains the same. It's the gospel of Christ that's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And it can be delivered in a multitude of ways, a multitude of venues, but it needs to continue to be the gospel. Now here God is giving Joshua and the people of Israel, He's going to give them a great victory, but He's going to do it totally different than what He's done before. Joshua continues to give the direction to his troops from as the Lord is leading him. Look at verse 5 as Joshua continues. Verse 5, Then I, Joshua, and all the people who are with me, We'll approach the city. So he's already sent some guys. He says, you go hide behind Ai. Now he said, now then the rest of us, we're going to come, we're going to approach the city and it will come about. When they come out against us at the first, that we will flee before them. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say, they are fleeing before us as at the first. Therefore, we'll flee before them. Just like it happened the first time. Remember, the soldiers went after Ai. Ai came and kicked their tail, and Israel ran. So he said, let's set this thing up. They're going to think the exact same thing's happening again, and we'll start running. They'll think that they're uh, chasing us down. But then, verse 7, but then you arise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God has delivered it into your hand. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the command of the Lord, you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush, and they stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai, but Joshua lodged that night among the people. Again, Joshua rose early in the morning, mustered the people, went up, he and the elders of Israel before the people of Ai, and all the people of war were with him, went up and drew near, and they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai. So he took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. So Israel sets up this ambush against Ai. He's got a large portion of the troops. They left in the middle of the night marched around behind Ai. They're hiding now in the rocks and in the ravines behind Ai. Ai is a, a mountainous area that was above uh, Jericho. They could see everything that took place at Jericho. They're about 10 miles from Jericho. They're in this mountainous area. So you've got this one large portion of troops that are hiding behind Ai. Another portion camped out then between Ai and Bethel. And in essence, they were blocking the ability for the people of Bethel to be able to come out and help the people of Ai, during the heat of that battle. And then Joshua and some of the others, they went and camped in the valley that was just below Ai, letting themselves be seen, letting themselves be known. So here the king of Ai, we'll see in a moment, he's able to see Joshua and those troops. What he doesn't see are the ones that are over here blocking off Bethel and the ones, the multitude that's behind his city, that moved in earlier that night. Verse 14 Now it happened, when the king of Ai saw it, that the men of the city hurried and rose early and they went out against Israel to battle. He and all his people at an appointed place before the plain, but he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them, and they fled by the way of the wilderness." So all the people who were in Ai were called together to pursue him. And they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. So they left the city open and pursued Israel. So here's the king of Ai. All of his men thought they were going get, to get this great victory over Israel. But God had other plans. The enemy that they thought that could win over, and yet God had another plan. Guys, you realize that even at Calvary, the enemy had one plan. God had a whole another plan. The enemy thought that he could control Judas bringing Jesus under arrest. The enemy thought that he could control, again, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, bringing Jesus to trial and bringing conviction to him. The enemy thought that he could control Pilate, bringing about the condemnation and the execution of Jesus. But he could not control the grave nor death, nor hell, because God had other plans. God allowed him to bring the process so far. And once the enemy had committed that far, God revealed his further plan. Satan thought he could win at the cross, and yet God had a whole other plan. Just as the enemy thought that he was winning, he was actually falling into the very trap leading up to his defeat. With the death of Christ at the cross, it set up the resurrection of Christ from the grave and the defeat of the plan of Satan. Here outside Ai, God has a plan also to defeat Ai, and they're just sucked right into it. Oh, this is hey, this is a great deal. We're going to go out. We're going to take care of Israel. We're going to defeat them this time. And they just fell right into the plan and the purpose that God had given Joshua and the people of Israel to be able to destroy them. Just when Ai thought that they were winning, what does verse 18 say? Then the Lord said to Joshua, stretch out the spear that's in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in ambush rose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city, and they took it. They hurried to set the city on fire, and when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So they had no power to flee this way or that way. And the people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. Now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken place, had taken the city, that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then the others came out of the city against them, so they were caught in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that, and they struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape. Once the king of Ai and his men came out, pursuing after Joshua and the men, pulled far enough away from the city. Then Joshua stretched out his spear toward the city. And that was a sign to those that were in ambush behind Ai to come into the city. All of the armed men of Ai, they were outside. They were gone after Joshua and his small little band of warriors. They had left the city virtually defenseless. And as the men of Ai suddenly saw the smoke from behind them, coming from their city that they just left, and they knew that everybody was out. All the fighting men were gone. All that was left back there were families. He says as soon as that happened, I believe that they had this overwhelming rush of absolute despair Uh, for them. you know, It was truly a, a shock and awe for them. They got out there, and then suddenly their city is on fire. They had to realize defeat at that point in time, even right then. The word says that they had no power to flee this way or that. I think that all of their bravery, all of their boldness, all of that was now gone. Joshua and his troops, they turned. They began charging after them, and about that same time, those who had been in the city set it on fire, came out of the city. They're rushing toward the men of Ai. So from both directions, they're coming. The king of Ai uh, and, and his army, they're stuck right there in the middle, no way to escape, no way or energy to get out of the way. And so Israel, the word says, struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape interesting when we think about this. The people of Jericho, the people of Ai, along with the other people of that land, you need to realize for many, many years they had lived in such corruption, such wickedness, and such perversion that God required Joshua to destroy them all. That was God's plan and design. Why? Because of the perversion, because of the wickedness of all that was there. The land was going to be Israel's, but it needed to be purged of all the wickedness of the cultures, all the wickedness of the people who for years had paid homage to pagan gods and to goddesses in every kind of strange and bizarre worship that you could imagine. For years and years this had gone on. Human sacrifices, child sacrifices... All kinds of pagan and idolatrous worship with every kind of sexual perversion that that you could even, you don't even want to imagine. These nations had long ago, they had turned away from any knowledge of God that they might have gained during the time of Abraham. Remember, Abraham lived in that area for quite a while. You don't think that Abraham might have shared the reality and the truth of what's going on in his life? What about the influence of God for Jacob and his sons and his family that were there long before they went off to Egypt during the famine? Jacob and his family were there. Abraham was there. Isaac was there. Their God, the reality and the truth of their God throughout that land. But now for some 400 years, over. Now they've turned away if they ever began to follow at all. And now they're following these pagan gods to the very filth of the depth that they could. They rejected truth. They rejected light. They rejected the hope, the message of God. And turning instead to these lies, this darkness, this despair of the enemy. And you know what? I see our nation turning the same way. Moving ever so quickly into the darkness, celebrating sin Celebrating perversion, showcasing and and making money off the vileness of the sin of mankind. We see it on the news. Can't even watch the news. Our nation continues like a, a snowball just to continue to run in darkness, to showcase it, to display it, and literally to be proud of our inclusion. We are including the darkness and we're proud of it as a nation. How long will our nation stand? How long can we stand if we continue to turn our backs on the truth of God's word? Well, back in the land of Canaan, verse 23, says that the king of Ai they took alive and they brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness, where they pursued them. And when they all had fallen by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel took for themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he had commanded. So Joshua burned Ai, made a heap forever, a desolation to this day. Verse 29, And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until evening. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raise up over it a great heap of stones there remains to this day. Do you remember what they did with Achan after his sin and after they discovered his sin? The same thing. They stoned him until the stones just became a pile, a memorial for his sin. Now they've destroyed, utterly destroyed the city. The people that lived in it took all the spoil out of the city that they wanted utterly devastated the city then took the king the leader of that city
0: We hope that today's edition of The Open Word has been a blessing to you. If you live in the Casa Grande, Arizona area, we want to invite you to join us for worship. The messages that you hear on The Open Word are produced from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Casa Grande. Maybe the teaching you heard is exactly what you were looking for in a church. Then please join us. We have services on Saturday evenings and two Sunday morning worship services, as well as other services throughout the week. For more information about service times, including driving directions, log on to theopenword.com and then follow the link to the church website. Now here's Tracy with some more important information about how you can help support The Open Word.
1: Radio programs like The Open Word are wonderful tools that God uses to advance His kingdom here on earth. And as with any ministry, there are expenses involved. Today's broadcast was professionally produced, and God has given us a vision to see The Open Word expand into other parts of the world. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting The Open Word? Log on to TheOpenWord.com and simply click on the support option to help us continue to grow.
0: Thanks, Tracy. From all of us here with the production team, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God richly bless you.